Hi, I'm Eric. And I'm Lauren. And you're listening to Podcast Podcast. The podcast that talks about how great podcasts are. How self-obsessed. Yeah. I mean, it's been a while. Happy it New Year. It has been a while because we had our like yearly clip roundup right. last episode. Right. But it doesn't even matter that it's been a while because I have a lot to discuss based on your entrance into my apartment. Uh, what do you mean? It was very normal and um, not at all strange. It's freezing outside and Eric shows up wearing almost nothing. <laughs> um, He has like gifts for us that he assembles while he's yeah, giving them to they us. They were not, let's say, wrapped or ready. Uh, and I did wrap them in front of you. Yeah. And... One of them was a bag, and one of the things was inside the bag that he was giving us. Everything was inside the bag, then, inclusive of like his, my stuff, including his yogurt. Which oh, <laughs> I spoiled the surprise. That, that's fine. He's eating the yogurt right now, yeah. and then he's going to run home. So I don't know who he. he this might be a very bizarre episode. I'm in a weird vibe. I'm just warning you, I don't yeah. even know if I'm not sure it's him. Like, I, he seems to know a lot about me. He gave me a great gift. But, like, I keep inserting it in ways that you're like, why do you... I'm like, your middle name is Kate. And you're yeah, like, what? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah, you're trying to, like, prove something. Yeah. It's like he is an alien that took over Eric's body right. and, like, downloaded, like, half of Eric. And I'm like, don't you love when you're eating potato chips on the sofa on yeah. the Davenport? And you're like, something Something's not right. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's see how this goes. Let's do. Let's talk into microphones oh, so people boy. can listen. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I'm oh. really enjoying it, Lauren, who uh, I've known since we were 14. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, he does know a lot about us. Yeah, so it's got to be me. Hmm. It's got to be me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, first of all, I want to sh- shout out to a special podcast that I really like, and it's not... I'm not going to like feature it in another section because um, I have a personal connection. Um, the podcast is, have you ever heard of the podcast? Who knows? Heck yes. The, it's hosted by Taylor Dankovich and I met her at work at the podcast festival I went to. So fun. Yeah. And we, I forget how, why we started talking. I think it was a little random, but we were chatting about stuff and I listened to her show and I was like, man, this seems like a good fit with like, I think our fans would really like, like it. And I, and she like just listening to her, um, you know, they cover a bunch of stuff, um, on the podcast. They have a lot of guests. Um, their last episode was with Adam and Ray J RJ who do a Disney podcast and they're Disney nerds. So right. Up my favorite alley. episode immediately. Um, she loves cats. Um, they have a cat intern as well. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's like really, it, I always feel good and happy. I always wanted to keep on talking. Like yeah. it's like your friend. So yeah, totally. And they're just trying to figure out life's questions together. So I would like to recommend that everyone listens to who knows. I second it. It's, it's true. I fear if I would have met her, I would have been like, Oh my God. Hi. And she's like, do I, do I know? Cause you just feel like you are you like, her, yeah. it's your that, bud talking to you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to put this up at the top of show notes because she's really cool. Like I met her in person. Like sometimes I recommend these podcasts and I'm like, I don't really know. Like these what people the, could this be person could be kicking insane. dogs, but she's, a f- I would call her. I hope she doesn't mind <gasps> a friend of the show. Wow. Perhaps. Wow. What a, what a high caliber friend of the show. Okay. Taylor, let us know if you're, if I'm overstepping. And if you're, if you're consulting your legal team, Ooh. we meant a different person. Right, right, right. Another Taylor, <laughs> this podcast. Okay. So, hi, Taylor. Thank you. And everyone go listen to Who Knows. And you can go to whoknowspod.com to learn about her and her adorable intern. Love it. 
Um, Show me them cats. I have another quick note. The Waves podcast, my one of my favorite feminist podcasts. It used to be Double X. Uh huh. Um, they had a call-in edition where is this fe- is this feminist? That's really fun. Like one of my favorite examples is like or is this sexist? Sorry. Mm. Um, one of my favorite examples is like <laughs> the gym lockers in my gym are really tall. Is it sexist because they're built for men? And it's like you know it's like really stuff you don't think about all the time. Totally. Anyways, I'm featured on the Waves Winter Call-in Edition around 19 minutes. I'm not gonna play it. Just if you have a chance, just my question. I was a little startled. Is featured and they argue about it for a long time and it's interesting. I think. Oh my gosh! Wait, can you I, give us a, a little, like a little taste of what of what your question is? Yeah, there was a tweet circulating by a scientist, and um, she tweeted. Her name is Amber Roberts, and her handle is Astronomy Amber. Uh-huh. And she tweeted, "I take out both of my laptops at security airport." Random guy scoffs and says, what do you need two laptops for? Me. Well, one is for my astrophysics work and one is for my artificial intelligence work. Hashtag priceless. Hashtag women in STEM. Hashtag women in tech. Hashtag AI. Hashtag girl boss. And it, the whole, it, it went viral. Everyone's like, oh, how sexist. Like, they thought you were stupid. My question was like, I don't know. Like, someone has two laptops. And I'd be like, why do you have two laptops? Why, why does she need two laptops? Is like the AI work separately. And I just feel like she was kind of like making it a sexist thing without really a reason to. Mm. And I wanted to know what smart people thought about this. Interesting. Because the thread going was like, this is sexist. This And I was like, is it though? And so they answered. Well, I am definitely going to tune into the waves to find out. I find out. It's a little, uh, keep you on your toes. You have to find out on your own. I'm not going to tell you. A real page turner. What's the equivalent of a page turner for like listening? Mm. A real uh, ear flopper? A real ear flopper. Ear perker? Mm. We'll keep, think about that. We'll keep, we'll keep running on that. (laughs) I like ear flopper and it's the first thing you said. So it kind of (laughs) wins. Agreed. First thing. You, Eric is really good at this stuff. (laughs) Okay. Uh, uh, I'm so uh, excited. I am too. Because it means it's time for challenge. podcast challenge. Do you want to explain what the segment is? Thank you for asking. I'd honestly love to. This <laughs> is the segment where the two hosts of the podcast, Lauren and Ark. Oh my God, he's coming back. <laughs> the weird Eric's coming back. Uh, challenge each other to listen to a podcast or an episode of a podcast that they think the other one might like or that they really enjoyed or that they just want to like put out into the world or just for whatever reason they want because we don't have to tell you everything. It's my favorite segment. It is. It's Lauren's favorite segment. And um, last last time you challenged me to listen to... It, felt, it feels like a century ago. It was. Oh. It was a century ago. Okay. Um, Give or take. Uh, you challenged me to listen to Lost and Found, which is a podcast from Matt McConkey from Homophilia, uh, which is another podcast we love. He talks about his adoption story through a series of conversations with some of his favorite writers, actors, and comedians who have also been affected by the adoption experience. Um, guests have included Kulap uh, Vilesak. Is that how you say that? Kulap Vilesak? Um, I don't know, and neither does Scott Ackerman. Scott, yeah, Scott Ackerman does not know how to say his own wife's no. name. No. Okay. Um, Joel Kim Booster and Leslie Grossman. Um, they talk about their birth experience, and he even talks about folks who ha- who are adoptive parents, like Jillian Michaels and Alec Mappa. So this podcast feels like it was made for me. I mean, okay. I, agree. First I re-listened, of all, and I was like, verified, this is perfect. Yeah. On paper, it's like Matt McConkey, who I love. And then it's adoption, which, like, that's something we're looking towards in the future. Um, and as I told you when you challenged me, my current obsession 
Like Bryce Dallas Howard level obsession is Leslie Grossman. Which is weird because I didn't know who she was. I I know why. Why don't I talk to her? Why don't I talk about her as much? Why don't you tell me about her newsletter like I do for you? Oh, it's kind of just for uh, for for a gross out. It's a gross outs thing. That's what we call the Leslie Grossman fans. Gross outs. Oh, I knew they'd have a cute name. (laughs) Um, It's kind of like if you don't if you don't get it, you won't get it. Yeah, I, I yeah. don't get it. Yeah, that's so, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so I obviously picked the episode with Leslie Grossman. If you don't know who Leslie Grossman is, she she's been on American Horror Story. She was on a, mil- a million other shows. Not as many things as Bryce Dallas Howard. Mm, to be debated. Yeah. So Leslie Grossman's story is super interesting. Her birth parents had two children already when um, her mom got pregnant with her, and her mom was her birth mother was forty at the time, um, and she kind of decided that she just wasn't able to take care of another child. Um, and Leslie just talks about how grateful she was for that decision. It's like, it's so interesting. And her daughter, she adopted her daughter. And one thing that I was super surprised to hear that her daughter talks about is how she wish she wishes she wasn't adopted, but not for the reason you might think. She says she wishes that there weren't other people like her birth parents in the picture, which is just a perspective I had not even Never. considered. Never. Didn't say the darndest. Yeah. Because she's saying like, uh, you are my parents and I wish there was not any complication around yeah, that. And yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was just really interesting. Um, yeah. The show is like just as lighthearted and fun as it was touching and eye opening. And it's a good balance. Can I tell you my favorite part of the episode? Yeah. She said when she was growing up, she actually didn't understand that anyone would feel not good about being adopted. Right. Like she her parents made her f- say her parents told her, we chose you. Mm-hmm. And she felt very special and loved. And she loved being an adopted child. I yeah. thought that was so cool. Like, that's what you do. You know, like, if, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, yes. And it's true. Like, her parents yeah. worked really hard to get her. And they picked her. And yeah. yeah, it's so true. They're not abandoned. Yeah. Like Matt McConkey says on the episode. He's like, <laughs> right. don't tell me if you have problems with this podcast. I have abandonment issues. Yeah, so <laughs> that's funny. Anyway, I'm glad you like the show. So good. Overall rating, this was a home run. A must listen this is such a fun one i know um, did you listen to any others or are those not are yet not yet for but your it's long runs exa- oh, yes mm. save them for the longings um are you ready to hear what i'm challenging you to listen to oh yes 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 this is really your favorite part of the challenge is it getting is. Challenged. oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Okay, so, you know, when you discover a podcast, we've talked about this. I'm so and you're excited like, right now. I love this moment. You're like, how have I not been listening to this always? Because yes. Okay, because I feel that way, I think you have been listening to it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So, it just happened to me with, mm. it's been a minute from NPR. Do you know Sam it? Sam Sand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sam, oh, Sanders? what's his name? No. Yeah, Sam Sanders. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you listen to it? Yeah. Okay, I figured you had, but the show is super simple. It rotates between host Sam Sanders recapping the week's news and culture and him interviewing folks ranging from like Viola Davis to Natasha Rothwell, one of our favorites who plays Kelly on Insecure. Um, I just listened to the interview with Katherine Hahn, and it is just like- I haven't listened to that mwah. one yet. Oh, it's so good. But the one I am challenging you to listen to, which- Maybe you've already I listened, listened to them all. So yeah, I think fig- I figured it was one you like didn't yeah, yeah, yeah. listen to always. Um, I thought you might enjoy listening to the episode with Guy Branham oh. called "Comedian Guy Branham Wants to Change the Boys Club of Comedy." Um, have you listened to it? I don't. I, wait, I'm not. Can I ask you something about it? Yeah. You know, I like to be honest about. This. Yeah. Does he read a portion of the book? I ha- I didn't listen to it yet. Okay. I didn't listen to I his d- episode. I did, but I almost used it as a clip. It's so good. Oh my So can gosh. we please just say everyone go listen to it? Because Hysterical. he reads from his book. Yeah. 
And I love hearing authors read there, but it was some reason I've heard a lot of authors. I've been to a lot of readings Yeah. for some reason, listening to him read from his book touched me. Like I was like huh. really moving and beautiful. It made me understand the book more. It made yeah. me understand him. It was the best author reading I've ever heard. And so I hope you don't mind that I am blowing this, but it is, I actually almost, I love that episode so much. I almost used it. That is so crazy. Well, okay. Psychic energy, but instead now I will challenge you to listen to the Catherine Hahn episode Okay. because it's really fantastic. I just love her. I think she's like a really underrated person. Um, and so while well, you've already listened to the Guy Branham one and I'm so glad, and now I'll go, ha- I'll go listen to that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, check out the Catherine Hahn one. Thank you. Yay. Um, I do love that show. I really like on Fridays they do like people call in and like brag about things. You know, like they, he asks for like, what was good about your week? Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, I've had a couple of weeks on Friday when I'm walking home and I'm not in a great mood and it honestly makes me feel like, you know, a lot better. Yeah. Like it, it is reminding me that there's good in the world and yeah. all these people are having these happy moments and good things are happening all over the world. So I you- really enjoy that. And then you can't help but think like, well, what was good about my week? Yeah, exactly. There was something. Yeah. It's a gratitude reminder. Yeah. Attitude of gratitude. Love it. Thank you. Um, Speaking of accepting offers of payment of cash. Yes. Do we have a sponsor this week? I mean, we must. How else would the lights be on? Exactly. We're not doing this thing in the dark. Um, And this week, our sponsor is Calm. And by the way, I've been practicing this reading (laughs) all day. All Did it day. need practice? Is it poorly yes. written? <laughs> no, no, no. It's I've just been like, I mm. want it to be perfect. Oh, I've read it several wow. times. I'm sure Calm, yes. our sponsor, appreciates that. Yeah. They um, give us a little bonus. Ooh, if, if it's, it's well flawless. read. <laughs> yes. If I don't spittle over the words. <laughs> Looking for a life-changing skill that will allow you to get a more restful sleep and wake up feeling refreshed? Do you experience a nagging feeling causing you stress and anxiety? Do you have a mom... If you said yes to any of these things, then the brand new app, Calm, is perfect for you. Short for Call Mom, Calm is an app that reminds you to call your mom so you won't wake up all panicky at 2 a.m. when you remember you never called her to thank her for mailing your Christmas gifts to your apartment because you refused to check a bag on your flight home for the holidays. This is too real. For example. Too real. (laughs) Too real. With Calm's two-step program, you'll not only be reminded to call your mother, but with the simple click of a button, Calm's app, highly futuristic technology, will actually make the call for you. How easy? Use discount code PODCASTPODCAST at checkout, and you'll be able to download the latest app from Calm, Calgran, absolutely free. Sounds like you can say goodbye to those guilt sweats you've been having during work meetings for forgetting to call your grandma. Thanks, Calm. What a great sponsor. And can wow. I tell you, I downloaded the app last week and have not forgotten to call my mom since. Wow. Yeah. You know, I never forget to call my mom because she butt dials me approximately <laughs> every two hours. And so it's just like, if I, lo- I'm kind of joking. <laughs> if I looked down at my phone, there's a chance she's calling me. Wait. I'm not, I'm kind of not joking. Like Justin can vouch for this. It's frequent. You're like, a lot of times I've been like, oh, I guess I had to talk to you anyway. So I guess I'll answer. That's a lot. <laughs> it's epi- It's like an epidemic. My she calls. She calls me with her butt. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Too. I don't understand how, yeah. in the age of a smartphone, you can still butt well, dial. Good questions. Good questions. Okay. I have a lot of questions about her technology use, but we'll get into that another time. Is did she accidentally? You know how um, the iPhone 
X, it recognizes your face. Did mm-hmm. she accidentally make it so it recognizes her, her derriere and then it oh unlocks gosh. it and she makes calls? I was really hoping we would talk about my mom's butt on this episode. You know, she doesn't listen, so I'm fine with Well, this I had it in the show notes a few pages down, but I guess we already covered well, yeah, it. Yeah, so. anything else anyone wants to say? <laughs> um, also, mom, thank you for mailing my Christmas presents. She just told me today that she did, and I forgot to thank her. I'm serious. We, we got ours this week. I'm oh, not fuck. Kidding. I'm not bringing this sh- I'm not bringing no. that shit. There were liquids. I going to check a bag like there an idiot? No. <laughs> a dummy. Oh, my God. I am ready for clip one. I am. I'm so excited. It's been such a long time since we've recorded it. Let's go to clip one. I know. Let's do it. Let's jump in. Okay. It's a new year, new me, right? Is this the thing? Yeah. Um, that time of year when the gym is so crazy crowded and there's a line out the block for chopped at lunch. I know. New year, new me is I love so. It, it makes me yeah, happy. Yeah. Um, but really, there. this is the thing where it's like the gym is crazy. This Everyone's getting salads, right? I heard there were like fights at Chopped this last week. It's a thing. That yeah. if, if you all don't live in the greater New York City metro area, um, Chopped is a salad place and people go there for lunch. And in the new year, it's like there are lines out the People are nuts I, about it. I also it. can't imagine like a lot of business people who are probably on weird diets yeah. who are starving. Yeah, 100%. And they're like... They probably don't have much time because they're New right, Year new mean. So right. like they're like, I don't only have this much time to yep. get my salad. And they don't have they yogurts. They get angry. Hangry. Yeah, yeah if you true. Will. Okay. Anyway, true. keep on going. They should just carry around yogurts inside of gifts for other oh my people. God. Yeah. Tip. Just a thought. Tip. Uh, tip. So um, anyway, great news. There's a podcast to help you with any goals for the new year related to exercise and fitness. So Life Kit is a series of NPR podcasts all about like navigating your life, everything from finances to diet and exercise um, to money and health. Uh, This clip comes from the exercise edition. And this episode is all about learning to love exercise or more realistically, um, learning to like it. So it's something we all struggle with, like, like, there's some annoying people who are just like, I just like love exercising and it's just like a daily practice. It's both of you. Both of you. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. You both. <laughs> it comes very naturally and easily to both of you. But not all of us do. So host Allison Aubrey offers up a list of tips. But I'm obsessed with the first one because it's just so darn simple. Here it is. And tip number one, you have got to give this a month. That's about what it takes to build a sticky habit. For years, I've heard that it takes what is that is that old saying two weeks or three weeks to make a habit? Is that actually true? Does the research bear that out? In ten seconds to break it. It's <laughs> yeah. a great question. I always get asked that question, like, oh, how long does it take? Is it like five days? Is it fifty days? Mm-hmm. Is it twenty-five days? The one thing we do know about habits is about a month is enough. So we don't know. Maybe oh. maybe three weeks would be fine too. Maybe fifty days would be way better. But we know a month of intense activity, repeating exercise over the course of a month, is a, is actually enough to kickstart habits that last huh. for a good long while after that. In fact, I did a, a large randomized controlled trial where we paid people to exercise for twenty eight days and saw benefits as much as forty weeks later. The key to habits is repetition. And if you can get that repetition going while you have high motivation, you're much more likely to have a behavior change that lasts. Too many tips. (laughs) Too many. Too many tips to count. Uh, A month doesn't seem so scary, right? No, and that's why they... (laughs) But I'm confused because... Scientifically speaking, uh-huh. people give up their New Year's resolutions on February third. Like scientists have like done the math. Oh, interesting. It's very odd that so after like that a, month, a month, like a month, maybe it's like right before. Like they should just like try one. One more, more week. I guess that kind of 
works because it's like if you want to quit just be like i just need one more day for it to stick and just yeah. keep on telling yourself that until it keep t- it, keep until you die day yeah it's interesting i didn't know the thing about february 3rd that was it last year i don't yeah. know yeah maybe it's that's super year. interesting wait do you all do new year's resolutions at all kind of i made a list of things i want to think about what yeah about you do you do you feel comfortable sharing them um, or what you can conjure in your mind I mean, I downloaded the Calm app, actually. Yes, yes. I did, and I've been doing to that every night. To call your mom, night. yep. Yeah, no, And for, for some reason, they talk about meditation yeah, yeah, and yeah. something, too, yeah. Um, <laughs> I've been writing a letter or email to someone random every day. <gasps> That's really I, I wanted a to good do idea. physical letters, but like, I was like, no, emails counts. You yeah, know? So, I agree. But it has to be someone that I don't usually reach out to. Yeah, I love that. Um, I don't know. There were quite a few. Um, oh, I want to swim once a month. Yeah. I mean, that's it. Like that's uh, my gym. Your gym is a pool. Yeah. Nice. One of them does. But, um, what's your gym? Can I ask? Equinox. Okay, great. So I have to go to a different one, but, um, I mean, that's, I know that's like tiny, but swimming makes me really happy. I love water and, but that's not tiny. I love, I love that. It's like, it's, it's, um, the scale is implementable, you know? And the final one was stop eating night cheese. And I literally have not done it one day. Are you? So. Do you want me to stop talking to you for eight weeks again? Because I cannot support this goal. Well, I'm not either. I'm not supporting this goal either. Oh, okay, good. I just you don't. No one needs night cheese like right before they go to bed. Yeah, you do. Well, I do. I mean, I meant. Yeah. I guess I thought you didn't, but <laughs> I literally have not have failed this every day. But you know, that's part of it. It's like I'm okay with that. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I have a lot of resolutions. I can't fucking do all of it's them. It's true, man. Yeah. Also, haven't done any like any of the other ones basically. But yeah. I'm trying. Yeah. Know, we're tra- anyway, what about you? I don't. I don't really do resolutions typically. I guess I think there, I try to think year round about like ways to be better. But I was gonna say I've start now. I've been asking everyone about this, and I'm starting to realize they're. It's pretty stupid to have them. It. Re- I think it is. I mean, it's good if you don't. You know, it. It's always a good thing to think about like how we can like be better and. I you guess know. it sets you up for, there's so many, I'm pretty anti actually. Um, okay. Other tips that they talked about on this, uh, episode was temptation bundling. Have you ever heard of this? It's like you combine a real pleasure with your workouts. Like you can't watch your favorite new show unless you're at the gym. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I really like that. I had never heard of this or I guess I, I do it instinctively. Like I always save my favorite long podcast right. for a long run. I feel like people do it, but they're not like, I'm temptation bundling. And that's what you really should do. You, you should. should say it out loud. Yeah, you should give it a name mm-hmm. and you should say, I actually am not allowed to listen to this podcast or watch this episode of TV unless I'm doing my exercise or whatever goal you have. Um, well, I, I love these tips. Um, and I think if you all want some good tips on how to make your your exercise goals sticky and you know lasting and kind of enjoy them, Go check out Life Kit Exercise. This episode was called Build an Exercise Habit That Sticks. What's our clip number two? Clip number two is from Three Swings. Now, it's Rhea Butcher's baseball podcast. Yes. Everyone loves her. She's funny, adorable, oh, positive. She's so great. From Akron, Ohio. <laughs> um, she was also married to Cameron Esposito, who we love. And oh my God, I hope she is okay. Blessings to them both in this very hard time of need. Um, they are separating... Um, and it's really sad. Yeah. But I just hope that, you know, the best for both of them. Yeah. Agreed. Um, 
but when you read the things off Rhea, I'm always like, check, check, cosine, cosine, love everything about her. Yep, yep, yep. But then you remind me that she loves baseball. I'm like, fuck no. Oh my God, my eyes. I like, I literally, <laughs> there's nothing I hate worse than baseball. Well, do you remember her episode of Homophilia was basically just like talking baseball the entire time? I think I stopped. I can't, I just can't. It's like, oh my God, I'd rather do anything. <laughs> I hate baseball so hard. Um, but like, um, Rhea does have this incredibly niche podcast called Three Swings intended to reinvent America's pastime with radically sensible thoughts on baseball, history, culture, gender, race, and more. I listened to one episode and realized that it is about baseball, sure, but it's about gender, race, and more part two. So go ahead and listen to her rattle off stats that make no sense to anyone except three people. She will do that. But then you get rewarded with her thoughts on much more interesting topics like giving all little kids trophies. <laughs> so where is the harm in allowing the kids who aren't as good, who we all know are probably not going to keep playing this sport, but might continue to love it and participate it. And I don't know, participate in it. And I don't know, maybe come to the games after they don't play anymore and cheer on their former teammates because they said, I played whatever. I played baseball with that guy. Look at him now. This is great. Because they felt like they were a part of something. And yes, when you put the uniform on, you're a part of something. Absolutely. But tell me how there's something wrong in letting a six-year-old get a trophy for maybe one of the only times in their entire life for sports. And then they, what? they keep that trophy on their shelf and they think, I was a part of something. And now, when I go to work or I take care of my kids or go for a walk I feel like a part of something and I try to give back because I gave to my team and then my team gave to me why is that such a problem to people why does it diminish your ability or your talents for you to just say hey thanks for being on my team with me it doesn't it literally doesn't so they're talking about whether or not kids on like a team you know when you like do a sports team when you're young should everyone get a trophy? You know when you, everyone got a trophy on the team, no matter what? You basically are just paying for it with your registration. Should should they all get trophies? What do you think? I I can definitely see both sides of this argument. And I will say, you know, when I was in sports, everyone got a trophy. Did I think I was good at baseball when I, when I was doing baseball and got a trophy? No. Was I satisfied when I was doing swimming and got a trophy? No, I, like, wanted to get a real – like, I really wanted to place. So I think that, you know – for folks who are looking for some type of encouragement and maybe aren't successful at these types of things, sporty things, maybe it's good, like she's saying, for them to feel like they're a part of something. And for the kids who want to be challenged further, I don't think that's going to be good enough for them. I think they're going to continue to push themselves and and want to be better regardless. So I, I just, I don't think this is the thing that creates an environment or a generation of people feeling entitled, right? I don't think right. little tiny pieces of plastic and metal are the thing causing that. So you don't that. see the harm? Mm, I, I can see where someone could argue it's like not actually productive, but I just feel like they're kids. I don't know. What do you think? Well, I I mean, I was incredibly moved by what they just said. Yeah. Um, and I, But I went into the, I went in thinking like, only Fox News watcher, like left, like right wing people, mm. didn't think kids should get trophies. Right. I really thought that, and I've been asking everyone, and it turns out 
I'm the only one that really thought that kids should get trophies, which is a little odd because I'm very competitive and I like don't like I'm not like it, it seems like against my nature because mm. I am very competitive and I believe you should deserve that. You know what I mean? Yeah, earn it. But I just don't. I do. I don't see the harm, and I I don't know. Like I knew that I knew that I wasn't going to be. I know that they know they're not the best, but it, I'm trying to put myself in the shoes of a kid that isn't good at a lot of sports, like. Maybe that is the only time that they get a trophy. I don't know. I guess I don't know what that's yeah. what that feels like. But I, I think some people would argue, and RuPaul actually is sort of a big advocate for like not rewarding everyone equally. RuPaul is, it feels very strongly that kids should not all get trophies. And I think, you know, maybe the argument there is like if you're not getting trophies in sports, that's okay because not everyone, not everyone gets a trophy. You, you're allowed exactly. to participate in a thing and try your best at a thing and not win it. That's okay too. And then maybe it motivates you to find out what the thing is that you do excel at and that you could win the proverbial trophy. Well, you know? I must say this podcast clip got me asking people and I started asking everyone obsessively and I actually yeah. called Patty Jenkins mm. because I know that Patty has a bee in her bonnet about trophies. Like she's a very <laughs> calm person in general. If you bring up trophies, she gets so pissed. Because Patty, by the way, was a super athlete yeah. and got, had rooms, room, a wing full of trophies. A trophy <laughs> wing this girl had. And she's always, like, angry because she's like, God, it's so embarrassing. I have My parents have all these trophies. Like, what do we even do with them? She literally took them out of her parents' home and tried to recycle them. Like, cause she, <laughs> and then she would get angry because no one would take them to, like, meld them down. Like, right, she didn't want to just recycle. Throw them yeah. She's like, what do I do with them? They're ruining my life. Like, she gets so mad. And so I call, and she's a teacher, and she has kids, and I was like, what do you think? And mm. she actually kind of changed my mind, and she was kind of saying what you were saying. And I realized that I'd just been moved by Rhea. Yeah, yeah. And Rhea's message. Because I do also believe, like, Okay, so maybe they'll be sad, but well, like life is full of sad things, and that's yeah, okay. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I, I, but she also Patty also compared it to the idea of she said at school sometimes like you're not allowed to bring an invitation for a birthday party unless you have one for everyone in the class. You mm. can mail them to the kids' homes, mm. but if it's bringing it to school, you have to give one to everyone or like. You're not allowed to have a birthday treat that's not for everyone, you know. Right. Or um, you're not allowed to decorate each other's lockers for people's birthdays because some people weren't getting their lockers decorated. Right. And I was kind of saying that's really silly. Mm. So my argument was like everyone should get trophies, but this is stupid. You should like you know. And Patty kind of felt the opposite way. Mm. You know, Patty kind of understood. She said, "Well, if I was a teenager and everyone else's lockers were getting decorated, my feelings would be hurt." And I think this is coming from a place that's all where your insecurities were as a child. Yeah. Because I didn't fucking care about people getting their lockers decorated. I didn't have any friends and I didn't care. Right. I was like, decorate everyone's locker but mine. I don't give a shit. But then I was like, I'm going to work really hard at swimming. Uh-huh. So like what I cared about, kind of, I'm looking back and being like, well, I worked really hard for my trophies and I guess I might have been sad if someone hadn't, if I, I yeah. you know, I worked hard for them. Yeah. Patty didn't have to work hard for her trophies. She has a fucking wing of them and she hates <laughs> them all. So she doesn't care about that. But she was a little more like she wanted to fit in a little bit more. I just gave up trying to fit in. That's you know? so interesting. That's a, that's a, that's a good thing to explore is like, do our views on that reflect how we experienced like school age? Yeah. Am I even making sense? 100%. Okay. Yeah. I know. Rhea is saying that it makes them feel a part of something. And I think if you ask any kid, they're like, no, that wasn't what made me feel a part of the team. I think it's for the parents. 
I think yeah, it's you, you the parents so have put have in wing. all this driving time. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, you've lugged your kid to this thing. You've paid us some money. And so here's the like real tangible result that we can deliver to your child. I think the parents would be demanding that thing more than the that's, actual that's kids. Fair. I didn't even think about that. Just this whole experience of listening to this podcast was a whirlwind <laughs> because I was like, I don't want to listen to it. And then I liked it. And then I was moved by Rhea. And then I changed my mind. Yeah. But um, this episode in particular is called Billy Bean, Daniel Murphy, and the MLB Closet. And I think it'd be a good place to start if mm. you're interested in trying it out. This is a great one. You actually, you've actually made me interested in a baseball podcast. And I'd like to close with a bonus clip. It's very short. Wow. But like we're kind of all about Rhea today. There, you'll see later on. Yep. We're talking about Ohio a lot. Uh huh. And as uh, Rhea is a Akron from. From Akron. She Akronite. Talks about, they talk about Akron all the time. Uh-huh. Um, and they went to this restaurant called Luigi's in Akron. Uh-huh. It's a restaurant that we used to go to all the time. It's a very weird restaurant. <laughs> and this restaurant, Luigi's, came up on a set of Put Your Hands Together. This episode is Emily, Maya Mills, Matt O'Brien, Will Miles. I flew into Cleveland on Friday to go work in Akron, Ohio, which is where I'm from. I hosted a film festival. I did that on Saturday afternoon. I went to my favorite restaurant in Akron twice. That's basically the only food I ate. It's a restaurant called Luigi's. They serve Italian food, which is mostly pizza and Chef Boyardee pasta. (laughs) But they're like, main thing, you have to get a salad when you go there. Now, you live in Los Angeles, so when you hear salad, you think kale, pita croutons or something, all this like fancy organic shit. Maybe you just think of the color green. All those things are wrong. (laughs) All those things are wrong. When you get a salad at Luigi's in Akron, Ohio, it comes in one of those like uh, wooden bowls that looks like the floor at the uh, Boston uh, basketball arena. What the fuck is that place called? Garden? I don't know. Anyway, I'm tired. I took a red eye. It, It comes in a bowl that looks like that. It's old iceberg lettuce. Like, I know it's old. And I still buy it. A tomato wedge. Thin slices of radish. Black, whoa, black olives. And then a half a pound of shredded cheese. Highly recommend going to Luigi's and getting the salad. It's fucking weird. Honestly, I'd eat that salad. No doubt. I can taste it right now. I feel like I'm eating it right now as we very speak this moment. Um, Anyway, a little more. Just had to like get in that little extra Rhea for you. Yeah, I love it. Could never have enough Rhea Butcher. Should we jump into our segments? Yes. All right, so this next segment is a brand new one. Oh my God, there's nothing I love more. And it's kind of a surprise for you slash like too many surprises i'm i'm i you cannot surprise me anymore today it's a surprise in the same way that like a pop quiz is a surprise okay yeah uh okay so it's called recommendation station this sounds familiar this is like a throwback then it's all about the top podcasts on itunes okay so all the time people are asking you i'm sure what should i listen to yeah, right? and I'll tell you what not to listen to, and it's the top podcasts on iTunes. So here's the dish. Why are these the top? Okay, the top podcasts on iTunes are often a little bewildering, a little like who listens to them. So I'm going to list off the top 10 podcasts on iTunes, and I want you to tell me a few things about them, okay? okay. I want you to tell me one, just a super quick quick description, one sentence. Two, 
would you slash do you listen to this? And three, who is this podcast for? I like this. In this your, is so in smart. Your mind. You're yeah. brilliant. You're brilliant. Okay, so uh, the number one podcast <laughs> on iTunes right now is... It's no longer Car Talk. It's no longer Car Talk. we've evolved. Okay, but it's, keep on going. It's Monstruo. Mm-hmm. So t- quickly, do you know what that's about? Yes. Okay, tell it me. It is um, a murder podcast. Yeah. Um, actually, <laughs> my little story about it is I literally texted it to my friend Jenny today and uh-huh. said, I think you would like this. Wow. Because she loves Sword and Scale. It's a very gruesome. Yeah. I haven't listened to it yet. I know a lot about it, though. Yeah. It, is it a fiction podcast? I don't know. It's not. No, it's like on mm-hmm. those gruesome topics mm-hmm. about murder. and. It sounds very gruesome. And Jenny is all about the gruesome. That's okay. why I recommended it to her. So, yes. Would you do you? Listen. No, 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 no. And who is it for besides Jenny? People that love my favorite murder. Love it. Uh, number two. <laughs> number The number two podcast on the iTunes charts is Phil, <laughs> Phil in the Blanks, spelled P-H-I-L. Oh Phil God. in the I'm Blanks. I'm so excited for this one. Okay. What? Brief description. Uh, Phil McGraw's brand new podcast. Okay. Don't call so him excited. by his first and last name. Dr. Tell us how Phil. People know Dr. Him. <laughs> Phil. I have been really. No. Listen. You are I, listen, a nut for I do Dr. have a little Phil. story about this one. Okay. Because I was very excited. It wasn't like Shaquille O'Neal the first guest uh let's find out the first guest i was like yeah. no like i want like weird fucked up people i don't want shaquille o'neal i literally shaquille was, O'Neal like, was the first guest. i was yeah. very excited and then i saw shaquille o'neal was guest number one and i was like i don't think so dr phil come back to me you know what i mean like i don't i don't I'm actually now that i'm talking about it i'll give it a listen but i was very yeah. excited about this podcast a little disappointed it was shaquille O'Neal. yeah fair so the would you do you you would listen to it. i will yeah. yeah and who's it for my mom Love it. Number three is called Bagman from MSNBC. Hmm. It sounds like a true crime, like documenting something. It's actually, uh, it's Rachel Maddow. Oh, I have heard. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's, um, it says, is it possible for an American vice president to carry out a criminal enterprise inside the White House and have nobody remember? I bet it is possible. Uh, would you, do you? Yeah, sure. I'll listen to everything. You know me. Yeah. Uh, and then who is this podcast for? The MSNBC fanatic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like the people that don't want to dig too deeply into podcasts and like news. Yeah. Wait, but here's the thing. I guess it's talking about not just one VP, lots of VPs. Mm-hmm. Um, it, ta- it talks about a new VP every episode, it looks like. Um, but it looks like the picture they're using is Joe Biden. Hmm. Interesting. That makes me more intrigued. You know what I mean? I'm more intrigued. My intrigue is going up. Yeah. Okay, number four is Monster. It sounds like another fucking true crime podcast. It's about the Zodiac Killer. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Would you do you? No. I know the answer to that. Uh, who's it for? The people that like the other one I was just talking about. Monstro. Give me a break, you guys. Uh, Monstro you know and Monster. I'm just saying? I hate to like butt in really fast. Yeah. My number one pet peeve of 2019 yeah. is when people are like, I'm crazy. I like murder podcasts. It's like, yeah, everyone fuck. They act like, like, I know that I look like I'm a sweet girl, but like, guess what? I have a dark side. It's like, no, you like what you listen to literally what everyone else is listening to. It's not interesting. That's so funny. Move on. Sorry. Well, I hope we I didn't ha- offend anyone in our audience. <laughs> we don't have to move too far on because number five is Dirty John. I liked Dirty John. Well, I'm glad I didn't listen when it was a podcast because now I am deep in the scripted Bravo show based on the podcast. Looking forward to that. Very oh, show. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Do you know what I do when I watch? Because Alan doesn't watch and that's kind of the only show that I watch that he doesn't watch. You eat strawberry yogurt? 
Wow, close. Nachos with jalapenos on was, it. My second guess was been popcorn with cheese on it. So, okay. Close enough. Nachos. Uh, what's Dirty John about in one sentence? Um, bamboozlement. Yeah, it's this real story about this woman who meets this guy and then bad things happen. Do you, would you do you? You said you would, yeah. you would listen. You no, I loved to. it. I listened to the whole thing. Oh, you did listen yeah. and you loved it. Um, and who's it for? Well, I don't know. True crime people, but also storytelling people. I think it's, it's a, a wider. Broad. Yeah. Anyone also, people that like love. Lifetime and Bravo, like women's yeah. stories. It's like yeah. more focused on the woman. Yeah. So it's less like murder, murder, murder. And it's more like interesting psychological yeah. family. Anyway, keep it going. I, I'm totally hooked. It's like, to me, it's like a psychological thriller mm-hmm. and it's like suspenseful. Uh, number six is the Joe Rogan experience. What's that about? Comedian Joe oh. Rogan talks for five hours. Yeah. Um, actually just listened to an episode recently. They're all like three hours long. Yeah. Okay. So you do listen to it. I have on occasion because there was an episode that was in the news. Which one? Um, a comedian was asked in the middle of a set to leave the stage because he wasn't being sensitive enough. It was a very interesting. Huh. Very interesting. I forget his name, but it was, um, I didn't listen to the whole thing cause it's like five hours long, yeah. but anyway, I, not a fan, not a fan. Who's it's for? for bros who don't want to think. Great. Yeah. Uh, number seven is The Daily from the New York Times. Love it. What's that? What is New it? York Times, but one, second best daily podcast out there. Wow. I can't imagine what you think the first best daily podcast is. Well. Daily Zeitgeist. Yeah. Uh, so do you listen to The Daily? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just like news and what's It's good. What's solid. Up? Yeah. It's great. Who's it for? Anyone who wants us to be informed. Literally, it's such a like... I had that sentence in my head. Yeah. I had the sentence. It's because it's the correct sentence. Yeah, yeah, correct. Number eight is uh, Rise Podcast, hosted by Rachel Hollis. Um, I f- I, it sounds very familiar, and I think I have listened to it, and I feel like it's a sort of like motivational, maybe religious. I, it's, I, it's like I'm picturing like women voices, like so bullshit. Mogul CEO Rachel Hollis. It's a bold conversation with fellow business powerhouses that I provides a listener with real life bold. tangible takeaways. It sounds so stupid, but anyway. Well, there it is. So, would you listen to it? I'm going to now. Great. Uh, number nine is Broken Hearts from Radio. Love, 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 love. Gobble, gobble, gobble. Gobble, gobble, gobble. What's so it, what is it about? It's about this family, the two um, gay moms adopted a bunch of kids and drove them off a cliff. It's a, it's a, it's a very fascinating story. Yep. Uh, who's it for? Anyone who likes a good story. Yep. And if you're following along, that's Broken Hearts, H-A-R-T-S. Because their last name was Hart. Correct. Uh, and number 10 is Dr. Death. What's um, it about? you know what? I didn't like Dr. Death as much. I thought I would. Cause everyone's like, if you like dirty John, you like Dr. Death. Yeah. It's about this doctor who's like murdering people yeah. by doing bad brain Creepy surgery. Yeah. It's fine, but I'm kind of over this genre. So it's got to yeah. have a really good element. That's like very different for me to like it. And I felt like Dr. Death was like, cool, cool. Yeah. Like not worth, not worth it. If you don't have tons of time. Yep. Who's it for? Same. Same. Same as God, it's like half of the podcasts. I know. Are completely interchangeable. Um, 
Yeah. So that's the top 10 right now. You know, now. I don't always trust the algorithm because I actually do a little bit of this at my job, uh-huh. working with Apple to try to get our podcast in that algorithm. Yeah. And so I, it's completely false. Yeah. But I do believe that this is what people are listening to. And it's like, which came first, the chicken or the egg? Yep. Are, is Apple podcasts making people love murder or what happened? Was our Robio just very screwed up? Right. I, I do believe that pe- this is what people are listening to. I though. think so too. I really do. Because yeah, so everyone's too. weird. Everyone has a dark side. Oh my God, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth noting that uh, hot on the tails of the top 10 is ele- number uh, 11 is cereal. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for uh, recommending to our listeners. That was really fun. What these top 10 are about and what what they might like. Oh my God. That was fun. I like being like, I felt like it was like you were testing me. Yeah. Of. It was a little test. I mean, you knew them all. I'm not surprised. Not all of them. Yeah. Uh, I have some new ones to try out too, honestly, because I just shit on a bunch of them. Then now I want to try. <laughs> Dig it. I'll report back. Dig it. Um, our next seggy seggy. I completely uh, took this week off. Yeah, lazy. Fuck this segment. I'm handing the mic over to DJ Jaywoo yes. for a new segment I like to call Just In Time. Uh, <laughs> DJ Jaywoo has not approved the name of that segment, but I'm calling it Just In Time. His, also, his name is Justin. Yeah, also, we sometimes call him Justin. Yeah. 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 Um, anyway, take it away. Okay. Uh, so this clip is from the podcast, Yo, Is This Racist? Uh, it's a podcast that Lauren is all too familiar with. And the hosts, mm-hmm. Andrew T. and Tani Newsom, answer questions from fans, submitted e- voicemails and emails about whether or not something is in fact racist. Uh, so we're about to play a clip, uh, which is one of the fan submitted voicemails. The clip is, or sorry, the episode is number 1006, Punching Up and Down with Rhea Butcher. Hi, Tawny. Hi, Andrew. Hi, special guest. I have a question for you. So my sister and I both live in New York, and we recently went back to Ohio. And while we were there, uh, she continued to make these comments and jokes to our mostly white friends and family um, that sort of hinted at racist things, (laughs) sort of hinted at, like, the injustices of certain uh, certain people and just sort of the systematic racism in this country, but it relied a lot on racist tropes. Like she referenced uh, Native Americans putting curses on white people, and it just came off very strange. And I wanted to engage with that, and I didn't know how. Um, so I was wondering uh, your advice to that. Thank you. Yeah, so uh, this clip is fun because I feel like uh, as New York transplants, uh, who also happen to be from Ohio, I would love for one to you, for you guys to answer uh, or provide the advice, and then to uh, maybe take that a step further and just talk about um, you know how do you make exceptions like that? Do you do you have like a scale, like a racism scale, or or at least like you know there there's this like sense of what uh, you know do you risk making your friends feel uncomfortable? Um, for the sake of what you believe in or do you kind of just let it be? Well, I will quickly say my advice sucks. so I'm not going to tell you what I would have said, but listening to the clip, I really enjoyed what Rhea said. May I repeat? Yeah. Rhea's advice was just don't laugh. Like your reaction. I thought that was a smart tip. If you don't want to call it out and make a big deal out of it, make it awkward, which you can do. And I sometimes think you should, but literally just you can express that you do, you're do. you not on board without a word. Loved that tip. 
That was what smart. Because I, my dad, I think says shocking things sometimes to get me to react because I always will always be like, we don't say that, dad. We do not say that. And I really do think. Don't say that, dad. Do you think that's dad. like his way of like teasing you? I really think it is. And so I think I should take Rhea's advice and just ignore him when he does that because I think he's looking for a reaction. I feel like we don't say that, dad, is like the battle cry of our generation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's so true. That's so true. <laughs> it is interesting though, right? Because like the family aspect of that is is something where they know you the best. Yeah. And, so, and vice versa. So you're your um your acceptance of them is like uh just is definitely different than like maybe a good friend yeah that you go back and visit and i think yeah. if you know they're doing it i don't know that's a good question because i remember one time my mom said literally started a sentence with i know you're not gonna like this mm. i thought oh boy I, my dad has said that to me too mm-hmm. and it's like then should you fight back or is it all i don't know I, I almost always fight back, but I feel like I also get labeled as sensitive. That's something I've always been called oh. by my family. And so it's like, well, what do I just like, you know, I, I guess how do you two fight the idea that you're just this like crazy, highly sensitive, super liberal New Yorker now, you know? I just pick and choose my battles. Like yeah. I think, um, I think I often just do the, the thing where you disengage yeah. uh i think tani mentions like in the in the episode uh she does a lot of the silence and eye contact oh, isn't that so, i just said ria did that Is um that- but no but ria ria was similar it was like yeah. don't laugh like mm-hmm. she doesn't she just doesn't laugh and then will politely say i i disagree or yeah, yeah she won't she won't just be she won't be combative put it that but way. part of me really is starting to think like words are so powerful and to have someone say to you I actually don't agree with that. Yeah. That's a really... It is. Actually, I feel like I want to start adapting that. Yeah. Because I feel like I let things slide and it's like, if you're really uncomfortable... Because it's also saying like, you can, I guess, say that to other people, but not to me. Right. Yeah, it's true. It's It almost feels too passive in some... But it depends. I think if you're with your family and you know who these people are and what they're capable of and their capacity to change, like... At a certain point, it's like, don't exhaust yourself. But if you're in a public space and someone says something problematic in front of a person who that would affect, I think it can, if you have privilege in that situation, you can certainly speak up and say, it's not great. You know what I think I'm going to try out for next time? This is like giving me a new idea. I'm just going to try this out. I'm going to be like very happy and laughy and like almost make it sound like I'm joking a little bit like, hey, that's hilarious. I don't like it. So you, it's totally funny. You can do it on your own time, but please don't say it around me. Like, don't be like mad or like shift the tone of the conversation, but just like, Hey, I'm still Lauren. I'm still like light and fun and I love fun things. Yeah. But like, that's cool. But like, I don't want to hear that. You know, I don't know. What do you think of that? It's interesting. The framing of like, don't say that around me. Cause then you're not, I don't know. You're not trying to impede on them and say, you are not allowed to say that. You're saying, I'm making a request. Could you not say that around me because I disagree with it and because I don't think it's right? And then maybe they realize like, oh, that's not a thing to say. Yeah. And and the other bonus is they're literally putting it out in the world less because when they're around me, hopefully they won't do it. Yeah. Literally happening less. Who they're around. Mm -hmm. But if not, at least (laughs) around me. I don't know. I like this because this got me thinking in a new way. Just in Time was a great segment. I love that segment. You're welcome. Thank you. Good work. Good work, man. You're hired. I just also love hearing Rhea Butch's voice, so that was just a good time. She is delightful. I love hearing DJ Jehu's voice because I married him. Oh, why don't you kiss already? I do love you. (laughs) I love you a lot. I love you too.
Oh my god. You guys are staring deeply into each other's eyes. That's really uncomfortable. Um <laughs> Okay, it's time for segment segment. Boop, 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 boop. What's yours? Oh, wait. First of all, tell me about what it. What segment segment? <laughs> tell me. I don't get it. Oh. You want me to say? Confusing. Sounds like a very confusing segment. Well, it's tell not, me about it. It's not that confusing. Well, let me explain. What we <laughs> what do, do <laughs> what we do is we talk about we talk about non-podcast related things. So maybe we endorse a television show that we're watching. Maybe it's our favorite program. Maybe we talk about a newspaper article. There are other forms, there are other mediums of entertainment that we can enjoy, and here's where we can talk about them. Because we have other interests. And you don't know our lives. They know our lives. They do. Uh, what What are yours? <laughs> Shall I start? I'll start. Uh, mine this week is uh, the Headspace app. So Tom is not going to like this. <laughs> yeah. Mm, ooh, maybe cut this out. Um, Change yeah. it in, in post post yeah in yeah post? Just is that a thing post. that's fine that's a thing in post just change it to it's all good. Calm. yeah yeah um actually if you could just say calm from now on we'll dub it over the calm space and app <laughs> yeah you know. he's winking um, right now yeah is he flirting with us or <laughs> suggesting something Why he's can't always shooting winking. the guns too mm. he winks a little too much anyway not possible but yeah so Meditation app. Uh, I've been using it for like 10 days. It's pretty wow. neat. Um, it's helped me sleep a lot. So Ooh. that's cool. New do you year, do new it before you. bedtime? Uh, yeah. So I'll meditate a little bit before bed. And, and? then and then they have these things called sleep casts. Uh-huh. And they just throw on. It's like ambient noise and then like a soothing voice that talks through like an environment. And so like or. What? Yeah. Yeah. So like it can be pretty like mundane or it is really mundane. Yeah. But it. Just like kind of, they you know, they you walk through like a breathing exercise, yeah. and then it's like, you know, they just start talking about whatever uh, themed space they're in. So That's like, you so could be cool. in like a a winter win, a wintry park, or oh. like on the beach or something like that. And yeah, I, I feel like we're I feel like neat. we're in the battle of the meditation apps because I literally am using Calm. Yeah, and like so we're using different ones. I mean, like, so do you feel more calm? I do. How much wow. calmer are you? Who's more relaxed? Wow. <laughs> and the answer is never me. So wow. his is probably better. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. I must say mine is um, it helps me sleep because literally I don't even know what she's talking about, but she's so boring. <laughs> I, that's the only reason I fall asleep. I, li- so it's funny. nice. It's working. I'm not yeah. a good sleeper. It yeah. helps me because she's so fucking boring. Wow. The, well, I was like the other night there was an entire one on intuitive eating and this was after I'd had my night cheese at like 11 p.m. And I was like, mm, I don't want to hear this. Like, so I don't <laughs> even know what she's saying, but it's boring. Not helpful. Works. Anyway, it is helpful. What's yours? Well... Mine is yogurt. No, I'm just kidding. Um, do people call it yogurt? Does anyone call it yogurt? yogurt. When I was a little yogurt. girl, I called it yogurt, and I used to get in fights with people that called it yogurt. So it's still cute. a little difficult for oh, you me pick to... fights with people about that. Oh, I pick fights with people about everything. I still, it's still in my head. And sometimes, like yogurt, like I <laughs> doesn't sound right. Yogurt. That's so funny. Anyway, um, my real one is the comeback. Oh, I love Lisa the comeback. Kudrow. So if you don't know what it is, it's it's from like. 12 years ago the, the original is it really season, 12 the when they did the second season it had been 10 years i didn't realize that yeah, yeah. and the second season was what a couple of years ago mm-hmm. so it's um lisa kudrow plays this um actress who was a big sitcom actress in her heyday had a had a huge popular sitcom in the 90s and now is like trying to make a comeback and there's this like it's mockumentary style so there's this documentary crew following her but it is 
some of the funniest and most painful things you have ever seen happen on television. And Lisa Kudrow is just like brilliant and heartbreaking and it's all like too real and too funny and too sad. And it's just like a really, really good show. So we're revisiting that show right now. I love that one. I've heard Lisa Kudrow is not very nice in person. I have just deleted that from my brain because I don't want to hear oh, it. Sorry. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Should I? Okay. I yeah. mean, I make stuff up. I, I made up. Edit that in post. I made up a lot of. Yeah, <laughs> Edit that in post. post. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I I love that show and it, it's, it's so like good. a little painful and it's it like really is painful. There's nothing like it. There's nothing like no. that show. No. And honestly, the her acting is pretty unbelievable. Yeah. I, I would like, really say it's like. Oscar I feel like DJ J was looking at me like you don't watch TV and I've never seen the show so how have you seen the show <laughs> this is what I watch when you're out of town <gasps> it's my, that's literally what I really yeah better than having Danny over my god that's why I always want you to go town. out of town hmm. <laughs> um, no we should watch it together I'd watch it again hmm. it's really good and I don't even like TV but you know what I do like tell me um, the Christmas present that I bought for DJ J. Wu. Wow, wow, wow. Tell me what it is. Not to toot my own horn, but it was kind of a genius purchase. Wow. <laughs> Will you look at that little black box over there? Yeah. It is filming us right now. I should, is it? Not like, technically, no. Oh, do you turn it off? Yeah. Well, we can, f- never mind. It's a pet cube. Oh. So I, it's a little camera a and I can watch money all day. And oh I check in on it today. It has voice activation so i can today i okay first of all i so i'm at work i yeah. open up the app yeah. and i see this room Aww. and then i literally saw monty his face it was like he was standing right there ah. waiting for me oh my gosh he was there we are his face was up there and then i got to say hey monty and monty like looked up and yeah. like I, he's probably terrified there's a laser, there's a laser on it <gasps> so i can play with the laser from my phone so that i can play with monty oh my pretty so cool you just it's laser work yeah you just like point on no. the screen and it'll just go oh to different places. my gosh that is so funny and it was funny because we were in ohio and i felt so much better like <sighs> leaving him anytime i wanted i could see how he was doing it yeah. made everything better and I, I i absolutely love it and then mostly you can tell if the if the pet sitter is stealing your fine china actually we were checking in on the pet sitter you were how mm-hmm. did it go Interesting. Fine. What? What was the weirdest thing you witnessed? Well, it wasn't our pet sitter. It was our pet sitter's friend. And we kind of know that this happens sometimes, but it was literally every time. She makes it seem like she comes over. She didn't come over once. (gasps) Whoa. So she is outsourcing the pet sitter. Yeah, she's outsourcing. Busted. We didn't say anything. Because also, we didn't tell her. Like, I feel like it was a little, like, entrapment. Is this your pet sitter who, like, loves Monty? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She would text us photos of him. From her phone. Pretending like she took him. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's cool though. He, Andrea, if he's you're a good dude. No, and, I don't care. We, we met yeah, him. We, we, got, we, know, we, got, we know. Yeah, that's good. It's we just had drinks like, with him. It's just uh, totally fine. Also, I funny. don't care. How about this? Yeah. I don't care. They do a great job. Mommy's yeah, taking totally. care of. Yeah. I don't give a shit. So, it was just funny. Yeah. We were kind of watching it like, oh, please, no. Like, we didn't even want to see if anything weird happened. And nothing weird happened. He did a fine job. Yeah, it was great. But there is another pet cube that has a treat dispenser. Yes. But. Monty is, you can't do that with Monty because he literally is so driven by food. He will destroy it. He, we've done this before. He just, he can MacGyver into oh, those he, things. He broke into the last, we oh had like an gosh. auto feeder and he broke it. He broke into it I mean, from the top, like <laughs> dismantled it on his own. To get and all the ate treats. like half a 
like half a bag I mean, of think, dry just cat imagine food. okay you're in overeaters anonymous uh, yeah. okay let's yeah. picture this there is a box like that's like shittily locked up with yeah. all of your treats your wildest My dream favorite, treats inside yeah and you have nothing to do all day yeah no supervision yeah what are you gonna do you're gonna break into that box that's exactly what monty did i don't know why all the other cats aren't doing it anyway whew. <laughs> god love him i feel like we we had some journeys today wow today was good a, to be back yeah new year new us for sure for sure for you yeah who are you even are you ready for your run do you need to stretch do we need me to stretch your gams uh yeah do you mind just like hold this foot on your shoulder and Absolutely. i'm gonna um stretch Ow, it out that hurts me ouch well do you want me to run well or not Any, anything <laughs> i'll do anything for you thanks i appreciate it Thanks for listening. Thanks to all of you. Thanks to our editor, Kara. And happy 2019. Woo! You made it. Woo! <laughs>